Sentry! Hello. I'd return your surprise, but I did know you'd be here. I've got something for you. What is it, Dwarf? You know, I'm glad I came back here at least once before Ragnarok. Oh, if these cobblestones could talk. Then they'd have mouths. Filthy, disgusting mouths. Hello there, and welcome to episode 24 of the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined by the Usami to my Monokuma, John. I know, John, you're not familiar with that character now that I just thought about that. It's like, who the Usami? Is that like Umami? <laughs> like, I thought we were doing food references for a second. <laughs> it's the female Monokuma from Dankenrampa mm. 2. <laughs> okay, is she, is she as good of a character or is she annoying? She's very annoying. Okay, that's her. <laughs> I feel like Monokuma's great. Obviously, I, I mentioned that last week, but also I could see a situation where it's like a little bit goes a long way. And I have heard that I think even in Danganronpa 3, there's Monokuma babies. So yeah, like they, they, they ones, take yeah. it even further. Yeah. So. All right, well, you know, I'm sure I'll be acquainted one day. I hope I hope I play that game at some point. But Yeah, you definitely should. All right, well, here we are. It's uh, Thanksgiving week here in the States. Gobble, gobble. It is a short week for us. Uh, we've been recording on a weekly basis, but because of the holiday, we're recording early. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's early because I'm exhausted. I'm very tired. Yeah, we uh, we gorged ourselves. You know, we're trying to stretch out our stomachs for tomorrow for all that delicious, delicious uh, American, you know, ridiculous amount of foods that we'll eat. So, what did we decide to do? Well, we we had a, a Chinese buffet for lunch today, and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we might sound a little tired, guys, so <laughs> apologize in advance. So, yeah, on top of the Chinese food, it's also a short week, so we didn't get to prepare as much. Yep. So, it's still going to be a good podcast. Still gonna, I'm going to post this early on top of that, so it'll be a Thursday. You can listen on Thanksgiving. Hopefully, your family isn't driving you too crazy if you have to spend time with them. But uh, you know. I, just, I like the idea of somebody listening to us with their family around. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, listen listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what amateur shit is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get going. If you're new to the show, this is how it works. We each bring three things to talk about. It can be a game we're playing, a news item, an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com, or a Twitter DM at PSPalsPod. Any of those things... Um, uh, we can bring it and talk about it. Uh, and given that it's Thanksgiving, the first thing I wanted to talk about is giving thanks. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, a weird topic, but you know, in Thanksgiving, a lot of people give thanks to you know their health and all kinds of things. So we're gonna do the gaming version of that. This is better than the yeah the bullshit answers you get around the family <laughs> table though. I'm thankful for my family and my dog who's made it another year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this will be gaming related. Sorry, all of our loved ones who just heard that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so John, I I guess we'll just go one by one here. Yeah, how many do you have? Just just curious. I have four. There may be some overlap. With okay, yours. I have five, so I'll go first. Okay, sounds good. Cool. So, what's your first one? My first one is I am thankful. You know, very topical. Very. Th- I'm thankful that Ragnarok, 
not only met expectations, but it did exceed them. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, as you've kind of probably learned, Nick and I hold that uh, 2018 game in just very high regard. And uh, similar to, you know, Naughty Dog making a sequel to The Last of Us, it's just such a high bar that they had to meet and exceed. And, you know, probably in retrospect, I shouldn't have been nervous about it because <laughs> it's the same team, the same talented individuals making it. But uh it's, it's, it's easy to get a little nervous when you care about something so much. So I'm really happy that um, it came out. It's getting, you know, it's gotten the reviews it has. It, we just found out today it's actually the fastest selling Sony uh, first party exclu- or first party game ever yep. uh, with 5.1 million copies sold in the first week, which is fantastic. So wow. um, thankful that, you know, Kratos is still around, still, still kicking in with us. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, that game was developed during the pandemic, mm-hmm. new game director. I mean... And as we as we kind of mentioned before, I had to live up to the expectations of the first one. So there was a lot going that a lot of, that could have made it a bad game, but you know it came out and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah, that is definitely something uh, to get to give thanks to that you know your expectations are met and, ex- and even more than just your expectations. So what's the most you've ever been let down by like something? Pro- Actually, I probably know your. Is it Andromeda? Mass Effect Andromeda? Uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. Okay. That was really bad. I, I didn't even finish it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't really think of um, it. I just play every. I know exactly my tastes, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, you only get kind of like again. It's all about expectations. If you don't, if you're just always waiting for reviews, then I mean you're never gonna be disappointed. But you know, yeah. if you're like me and just get hyped about everything, you know, like the Wolverine game. Like I just can't <laughs> can't contain myself. The expectations I have from an Insomniac Wolverine game, sure. but you know. Uh, but yeah, I've been disappointed. I, I mean, Cyberpunk was definitely disappointing when it came out, and I wasn't able to play it. Yeah, and I had to wait <laughs> even longer. But it all worked out in the end, though, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it did. And that might just come up in a minute here. Hey, because speaking of which, I just might as well bring it up now. Sure. I'll just give thanks that CD Projekt Red is steadying the course. You know, two years ago they fucked up big time. Uh, they misled everyone. Uh, they've released a gamey, buggy mess that was unplayable on older gen consoles. And kind of they turn it around this year with the release of 1.5 in February. And then, the, you know, releasing the Witcher 3 next gen update. Something they didn't have to do for a seven-year-old game, but they're doing it. And, uh, you know, it's they're kind of steadying the course and being that developer that we all, you know, raised up when, after Witcher 3 came out. The, you know, to one of the top tier developers. So... Um, yeah, no, I, I I think it is a good redemption story. I mean, they are obviously incredibly talented over there. So for them to rebound is is great for the industry because you know if, if CG Project Red you know never never did bounce back, that's a lot of wasted talent. And I'm sure those people would have found you know some homes elsewhere. But um, yeah, I think the worst thing about that whole ordeal was hiding basically being selective about the review codes that they gave out, only mm-hmm. giving the PC review codes, and, and yeah. really knowing that they had a product that was going to let people down and just hiding it. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's, it seem, it seems good from here on out. Obviously, I think they'll have a lot of eyes on The Witcher on the on release date for the next-gen thing just to make sure everything works. But, again, it's a free update. Nobody's paying for it. So even right. if it does come out and be buggy, not that big of a deal. I'm just uh, I'm curious to see how, how these, what is it, seven games they have, say they have in development? Like, yeah. what is the, the pacing and, and scope of all those games? But Yeah, uh, that's not even getting on top of the announcement of The Witcher 1 remake, even though mm-hmm. it's not necessarily them 
and then you know the big cyberpunk expansion phantom liberty yep so they got i think i think they're in a really good place and again yeah as long as these releases come out and live up to the standard that we hold them to um i think they're they're kind of back i think back, we baby. can forgive them again <laughs> <laughs> just just will be a little questionable on their next releases right <laughs> Uh, I'm thankful, Nick, uh, that Sony has seemingly removed shovelware from the PlayStation Store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen, this is actually kind of also news of this week, so it's kind of a little double dipping. But um, if you've paid attention to the store at all, and I don't know, the last six months to a year maybe, you've just seen this this massive rise of these $1.50 games that are literally hold X to get a platinum. Well, you um, talked about it on this show. I don't remember what episode it was, but you, yeah. went, you went deep into the jumping tacos and Zump, jump, and gump, jump, and bump, jump, and fump, jump, and mump, jump. And so Sony actually is is shadow banning or some cases delisting these games entirely. And, um, yeah, they're going to ban publishers. Ban publishers, yeah. I mean, and it, you know, it's probably at the end of the day, it's probably because they've decided that, hey, people can't find what they're looking for and they're not spending as much money as they normally would. And as opposed to like just trying to do a solid for us all, but... Well, they're probably not selling very well either. These, so you know, these are making yeah. them a ton of money. They'd probably be okay, but how much are they getting off two dollar games? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, even if they get their thirty percent rip off of a dollar fifty, what that's that's <laughs> yeah, what exactly. forty five cents. Yeah. So it's just it's not worth the reputational hit. And yeah. uh, I am thankful that they decided to to actually do something about it. It's rare you see companies, um, you know, do you know it's it's. Companies will come back and they'll do like large things, obviously fixed games, um, whatever the case, if there's a large enough scandal, but something that, you know, they didn't have to do. It wasn't that big of a deal. It's nice to see them, you know, listening and, um, you know, know that they have a pulse on what their their fans want. So. Yeah. It's something Steam and Nintendo need to do too. Yeah. Nintendo is bad. <laughs> so, yeah, it's nice to see Sony get ahead of it. Though they didn't officially announce it. It's just, I think that site obtained a letter yeah. that was sent to one of these publishers all right. So. All right. I'm not thankful anymore. <laughs> I'm sure it's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, just, no, for sure. But, um, yeah. All right. And then moving on, I wanted to thank this podcast. Aww. Give thanks to this because I know John and I had talked about doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know what it was going to be, if it was going to be good, if it was even going to sound even remotely listenable. And that not only has it, but hey, here we are, 24 episodes in. Yeah. You know, we're almost at half a year, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're almost at half a year doing and a, this. In a, a decent amount of listens, nothing crazy, but, you know, we're, we're just getting warmed up, so. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's a good one, Nick. And, and you know, f- uh, Nick was nice in that description, guys. Nick has been wanting to do a <laughs> podcast, and I was digging my heels in saying, I don't want to listen to myself. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I don't remember what the final thing was. I think you just basically said, fuck you, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> come, come next Tuesday and we're recording or something. And, yeah. and yeah, and, and it's it's been a ton of fun. And it feels good to actually do something outside of my standard get up, take care of my kids, go to work, come home thing. So, yeah, good one. Okay. Uh, I am thankful for my Cuphead Platinum and, <laughs> <laughs> and Delicious Last Course DLC. Um you know, this is one of those 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 trophies that I, you know, like I think I said, it's my favorite trophy I've ever gotten. I worked for it, and it was something that I once thought unobtainable. So a really quick one, I'm, I'm thankful that I got that one because, um, you know, I was getting some shit from the guys about having a My Name is Mayo Platinum, uh, you know, kind of, kind of taking my credibility as a gamer into question. So I'm thankful that I was able to shove that down their throats. Okay. Yeah, fuck you, Nick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> seems, seems about a little bit of ego stroking in that one, but... Yeah. 
Yep. But I'll allow it. <laughs> and this is just kind of uh, backing off of what you said about God of War. It's just the Sony's first party output again, yeah. you know, year after year after year of just killing it as far as, you know, games. You know, last year we got Returnal and Ratchet and Clank and Deathloop. And the year before that, Ghost of Tsushima. Last of Us Part Two, Astrobot's Playroom, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and then yeah. including this year again with Gran Turismo 7, Horizon, Forbidden West, and then now as we play God of War, just continuing to improve upon that ca- that catalog of games, uh, inc- improving on just why you should be playing on Sony, why this podcast is about Sony. You know, we we thought about doing just a gaming podcast, but that would be a big lie because we're always playing on our PlayStations. Right. So, you know, and just even looking forward to next year too, you know, Sony's just going to bring it again. They're going to bring a whole new platform to play games on. And I'm sure we're just at the tip of the iceberg of their first party support for that. And then just, we don't know what's coming out next year, but I mean, we're looking at a year that already has forespoken, Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2, and mm-hmm. we haven't seen Jack about those games really. No. So, you know, good job, Sony. I don't think they've missed. <laughs> have they? Have they? Besides Days Gone, which I, I would imagine you'd get some people to even contend that because if you if people remember that got panned a lot because of the state it was in before it got its first patch. It was kind of buggy, and a lot of reviewers had problems with it. Have they missed since the PS4 generation? I don't... I mean, you know, and there's games like... Um, the Order. Concrete... Well, that wasn't even first party. That was second oh. party. You know, that was that was Ready at Dawn, and they, they published it. So, yeah, you could say that, but... And, I mean, there's games like Concrete Genie, you know, from Pixel Opus, but I don't think anybody really... I enjoyed really, that game, though. It was Yeah, it was good, <laughs> but, like, you know, it wasn't tippy-top. Right, but, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's well, it's absurd at this point, man. Yeah, the fact that, you know, I think I think that game reviewed it, like, at 80 or 78 yeah. or something, and yeah. it's like, that's not good enough, because Sony, right. Sony's at, a, you know, an 88 and above, right. you know, for most of their, their average here, so... Yeah, they just keep killing it. So it's sure. good to good to know. Like I, my money was well spent. Yeah, Nick. Nick has always chose the the wrong uh, console. I guess <laughs> yes, at the start of every generation, he got the uh, PS3 at launch. He yep. got the Xbox One at launch. Yeah. And so he's very nervous uh, <laughs> when we got the PS5. And I tried to assure him that, like, don't worry, man. This is the one. And so yep. far, so good. Yep. Uh, so far, so good. But um, my last one, Nick, is uh, I am. Th- I'm actually going to cut one out. So I'm only thankful for four things. Okay. Uh, Elden Ring. Um, I have yet to beat this game, so I want to get that out in out in <laughs> the front. But you know, Dark Souls is, if, if you were to probably tell me I have to take one game series with me forever, that's the only game series I can play, it's probably going to be the Soul series. And, you know, as long as you can include Bloodborne and Elden Ring into that, I think most people would. Um, but the idea of an open world Souls game that, uh, you know, that blew everybody's mind and, and exceeded expectations and really set you know did what breath of the wild did i could never have imagined that that game was going to be as good as it's been received uh, i kind of thought it would just be you know another souls game another game that i'm gonna have fun with some cool boss fights and whatnot but to turn the industry on its head to you know be i, I don't know if it's going to beat modern warfare 2 in sales but for a long you know because modern warfare 2 has been selling so strongly but there was a time where you know this year that people were like oh Elden, this might Elden ring might outsell call of duty which is bananas for a game as hard <laughs> as those are but it just goes to show just how captivating they can be and uh, I'm just thankful that you know 
that some of my favorite series is in the world, you know, are just moving forward stronger than ever. And this year specifically, God of War and my Soul series, man, like it's, I can't ask for more than that in the game sphere, <laughs> except for Bloodborne 2 and Near Automata, Near Automata 2. Uh, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get into Elden Ring in just a second here. Yep. Um, and then wrapping things up, I did want to give thanks to PlayStation Plus Extra, this new this new uh, Game Pass equivalent that Sony rolled out this year. Um, I know John and I haven't really taken advantage of it. I'm sure I've only played maybe like 3% of the games that they have on there. But uh, going into December, um, I definitely plan on taking advantage of it more as a, more of the new releases aren't coming out anymore. You know, we did have Stray, Game of the Year candidate Stray when it, when it launched. John's favorite game of all time. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it, every month after month, it has been just really, really solid. You know, you can't, you can't really complain that there's not something there for you. And just something that we get to continue to look forward to, you know, for a very long time. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, they've killed it. And at least on the extra tier, premium tier is a different conversation. But yeah. um, I'm tired of, Nick, I'm tired of people saying that this is not a Game Pass competitor. Um, I think it entirely is. Uh, but that's a conversation for another day. I, I, I think that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> you're going to make me want to talk about it, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, Microsoft has no first-party games, so when they yeah, pay so for... Yeah, matter. Yeah, they pay for all these, you know, they got Pentiment and... Um, what was it? Somerville, and I forget what last month they got. Oh, the Plague Tale. Yeah. You know, like, it's, like, hard to compare. Like, they have nothing else. So, right. <laughs> you know, so... And I think... I still think, yeah, it's... If it's not one to one, I think Sony's edging them out, but that might be our. We might be a little biased. Yeah, there's some bias there. That's okay. All right. That's so that that's it for gaming. Giving thanks, John. What's the next topic? Uh, Nick, what's your like? Uh, what's your affinity for strategy guides? Have you ever <laughs> are, are you, have you ever been a big strategy guide guy? N no, not as far as like physical copies. Right. No. Uh -uh. Okay. No. So I have recently got the. Uh, the strategy guide, hardcover future press strategy guide, at least part one for Elden Ring. And I brought it to work the other day, and this thing is fucking awesome, man. <laughs> and like, so to give a little bit of background, I have never really been into strategy guides with very rare exception. Uh, as I was just kind of mentioning, the Soul series is one of my favorite series of all time, but one of the reasons I got into it in the first place is when I got Dark Souls, uh, when it came out in 2011, I also, alongside of it, bought the Future Press copy of the guide for it. And I played through that game, following it page by page, just to make sure that I was getting what I needed to, getting the hints I needed with the bosses, and just, you know, strategies that I needed to be successful at the game. And it was one of my favorite gaming experiences I've ever had. And I really haven't done it since. Um, you know, even with something, I did a little bit with Bloodborne, you know, I got the hardcover for that as well. Um, you know, but I, I really just didn't follow it in the same way. You know, and I don't know if part of that was because I lived alone at the time with Dark Souls and so I was, you know, so bachelor guy that, wanted, that could do my thing every single night. But these, these guides, man, they do such a high quality job with them that I encourage anybody who's a fan of any game that Future Press does and there's other there's other uh, publishers out there, but Future Press is the one that I typically look at. Highly encourage you guys to get those. Not only because it's a great coffee table book, it looks beautiful on a shelf. The map that it comes with is, you know, highly detailed. Something you can hang on the wall. Um, you know, they have these these 
you know very intricate maps of the the levels where it kind of shows you what the path is and like little markers on there so you know where the items are and it's just a great way to experience a game that you want to make sure you don't miss anything from like a game like Elden Ring it's intimidating right because you get into this world it's so dense there's so much to go so if you're somebody who has like a little bit of FOMO or whatever you want to call it it just get it, it lets you ease into the experience a little bit better um, and you know this is only part one of that copy or of that strategy guide I'm still waiting on part two which should be next year but um, you know I really really just wanted to shout these things out man they're they're <laughs> gorgeous and another thing is I only paid 30 bucks for it um, the Bloodborne one I bought for 30 bucks is now worth 250 you know these things are also just kind of like you know I'm not saying go buy these go buy seven, 17 of these copies and go sell them on eBay in 10 years but like it's it's a good use of your money if you care about the hobby and um you know, I just wish I wish there was more of them out there. Yeah. Um, I know you you have gotten a couple in the past though, right, Nick? Like, what game specifically have you gotten the uh, strategy guide for? I got The Witcher Three okay. for the very same reasons. I don't think I used it while playing the game, but it was just like such a beautiful like uh, compendium of the whole game and all of the characters and the art and the weapons and just like like one thing I, I noticed when I was looking at the, the guide for Elden Ring like the first thing that popped in my head is just like how this breaks down like game design and just how incredible of a project Elden Ring is yeah. to like to be this amount of detail like this book that John handed me was part one and it is a thick ass book and it is not it's not like there's space in any of these pages it's full of art and map designs and it's just incredible that you know from software is just able to make a game this this intricate and detailed it's like a team of 300 guys too. yeah it's <laughs> yeah wild. it's just insane it's like a it's just a master class in game design and character design and i don't have to praise all the ring i mean the praise is all there but yeah. but uh yeah and i wish these guys were more like when they announced collector's editions this should be the number one thing with them i think everyone yeah. would be would be happy to have that and i know that's kind of hard because you know, printing these books, I'm sure, is not easy. It's, I think you pre-ordered this back in June? <laughs> yeah, I, pre I ordered this in June, and they said they were releasing... They said it was releasing June 30th. That came and went. <laughs> and it was like, no, we're releasing October 31st. That came and went. And then I finally just got a random email that's like, hey, it's on its way. And uh, so I don't know if that was because Elden Ring was so popular and they just couldn't keep up with the amount of demand, or if it was... You know that that the uh, future press team just wasn't meeting the deadlines that they needed to. I, I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah. You know what? And you know what kind of reminds me of Nick. Were you a fan of like back in the day of like game guides when you would get a game and like looking like at the you know opening the case? Of and, course, as yeah, a kid, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of that where you can see you know <laughs> oh these are all the weapons and the, you know breaks down the stats and it breaks down the HP for all the enemies and they're weak to this and they do this and it's just. You know, yeah. I don't know. It just taps into to something. Man. Well, it's funny when you mentioned Twisted Metal. Like, that is my memory of, like, Twisted yeah. Metal 2 was the booklet in it, and it would cover all the characters. Yeah. That's why I know their names so well. Yeah. Grasshopper, Inspector, and Axel. <laughs> it was like, because I went through that book, and I would look through it over and over and over. Yeah. I, I mean, I probably wouldn't, as an adult, I, it's not as interesting now, but as a kid, I loved it. But as an adult, these... These yeah. giant compendium books are just, they're just, they're it is, just great. It is kind of, yeah, it's like the adult game book thing. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's not like, it's not very surface level. Like Nick was saying, man, there's like pages of just flow charts of like, this is how you, <laughs> you know, in, like have every single ending you could possibly want and like have yeah. each NPC do this crazy thing. And it's a lot, but if you care about the subject matter, um, it's fantastic. So Future Press uh, is the publisher. 
Um, so I know. did want to touch on one thing. Yeah. Elden Ring, mm-hmm. biggest release of the year, one of the biggest releases. Probably one of your dream projects. Okay. Now, John, as of this podcast, this game has been out since February. Mm-hmm. John has not beaten it. Mm-hmm. And how many hours would you say you're into it? Because you didn't really get into why you're not playing it and why you've been waiting on this guide. <laughs> uh, I've probably, I'm probably 10 to 15 hours in. And mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't touched it since I would wager March or April, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're looking for a specific answer. No, no. Like, I just I think the listeners need to know like why you're not playing it. And I think it's a valid reason. That I have children? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you can't say that. Yeah. The John can't d- devote. And I, okay, you can I see. What, I see, I see you cannot on. devote time. He can't butt his head against yep. the wall of a boss. Yep. Waste three hours of the precious time he gets yep. facing. I don't know what's the I don't know name of a boss from Elden Ring. I don't know their names, but German Norman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then not beat the boss, and then have all that time lost. Yeah, like that is okay. just that just is a that's just a bad feeling that he gets. Yeah, you know. You know? Yeah, it's <laughs> as Nick said. I get, I get what you're picking up now. As as Nick said, <laughs> I maybe get one and a half hours a night, which to some that's a lot. Mm-hmm. To me. It's not what, quite what I would want, and and I would I would you know I would love like three or four whatever the case. <laughs> I know that's not reasonable, but that's what I want. And if you're familiar with these kind of games, man, you can spend a lot of time in the same area. Yeah, going up to the boss, not knowing what the strategy really is, not you know seeing that specific item that you want to pick up or leveling up in the right way. What or even in the case of Elden Ring, it's so open you don't know where the next really spot you should be going is. So um, I just I I decided that. When I when I go through this game, I do not want to have the experience with it where I'm going in for half an hour, not getting anywhere, getting frustrated at the game, getting mad at the game. It's not it's not the game's fault. So I think this is, will be a better way to kind of keep me on track, keep me moving forward, and um, you know, and allow me to just I think digest the game a little bit more. And uh, you know, my kids are getting a little bit older. You know, they're still under a, a year, and my, I have a five-year-old, so it's not like it's not like I'm out of the clear next year. But um, you know, at least maybe just in terms of schedule or like a, a structure and schedule, you know, they'll be a little bit better. But uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping the guides really help me with it, and just yeah, let me get through it because I, you know, that is that is game number one that I just need to get to. I'm sure after God of War, even though I still got to get to Last of Us and Plague Tale and you know other stuff, but. Yeah, I don't mean to call you out. No, no, no. I just, no. I, I just I, like when I had to make that choice about Cyberpunk when it had come out. Like a game, like when you were hyped for these games yeah. leading up, and then they come out, and it's like, I I have to make this choice to wait. Like yeah. like you had to make. Like I want to wait for like the right at the time. You wanted to wait for the right time, and then I know these guides came available, and you're like, well, I'll wait for these guides, and then yeah. when I have this this blueprint in front of me of how to tackle the game. Yeah. then I'll, my time will be as wasted. So, yeah. you know, I know that was a tough decision for you. It was. It was. But I think it was the right one. You know, as lame as it may sound, like, I respect this medium a lot. And it's one of my main sources of happiness in life. So I don't want to do anything <laughs> where, you know, that, that, might not, that sounds too depressing. But, um, you know, I, yeah, I want to make sure that as I'm playing it, I'm getting, you know, 
the most amount of enjoyment as I can. You know, sorry if there's anybody out there who thinks that, you know, it's not a purest way to play that game, but... Um, no, there's no... Whatever makes you happy is the purest yep. way to play any game. And I do I do intend on getting the platinum for it, you know, whenever I, I can tackle it, because it actually does have a pretty high percentage as well. I think it's one of the easier FromSoft games to platinum, so that would be... Yeah, I, uh, that, I hear you have to cheese your cloud saves. Okay, well... Eh. Yeah. You know, a game I respect. I, I would. I don't have a single FromSoft Platinum, um, so I feel like I need to get at least one. It'd either, either probably be this one or Bloodborne. But Goals for next year. <laughs> yeah, my New Year's resolution. Yeah. <laughs> platinum Elder. Well, yeah. maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do some gaming New Year's resolutions. It's a good, but... it's a good, it's a good call. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Uh, as we talked about last week, the Game Awards are coming. We talked about the nominees. But uh, before we get to the hype cycle, when Jeff Keighley starts talking about what's going to be there, he's going to start teasing it because uh, it is coming December 8th. Uh, I want to get our predictions on what we expect to be at the show as far as announcements. We, not as far as like winners or mm-hmm. anything like that. Just kind of like what games will Jeff Keighley bring to the show that will really get us talking, you know, that week after. So... I don't know if you want to if you wanted to start things off or sure. Um, so first and foremost, I think most of the game awards is going to be dominated by Xbox. Um, that's kind of what my my gut is telling me. I think just historically, Sony enjoys a little bit more of a spotlight. They like to host their own things. So I think you might see a couple things from Sony, but not a ton. Uh, that being said, um, I think from Xbox, I think we're going to finally get an avowed trailer. Um, you know, I think we'll finally get some gameplay from that. Avowed before Outer Wilds too. You think that's the, that's the trajectory? I think I think of. I mean, Avowed was announced what three yeah. years ago at this point. Yeah, it was it was announced before. Outer Wilds sure. two is a much smaller game, and we've seen from Obsidian that they have the ability to balance multiple projects at the same time. And Outer Wilds, as as kind of big as it seems, is really not that large of a game. It's it's these contained spaces. You know, if they use a lot of the same framework that they have from the first game, I could see that being a pretty not easy development cycle, but something that mm-hmm. that they're able to churn through a little bit more while still working with their core team or maybe like a side team on Avowed. And okay. I just think Xbox they have to. You know, after coming off a year where they have absolutely zero first-party releases, not having a single Game of the Year nominee in over 10 years, like, they need this big, they need big projects that get people excited. And sure, they have Starfield, but even even a project like Starfield, there's a lot of skepticism behind it. You know, I, I, I lurk on these Xbox forums and things. You know, I have a Series X, so as much as I love PlayStation, I still want to know what's going on in that space. Yeah. And like even their fans, man, they're like, well, we'll see when we play it. You know, yeah. we'll see how it goes. I hope it's good. I'm not sure. Well, and I think Obsidian has a lot of confidence. So <laughs> it is funny. I do have Redfield and Starfield release dates and trailers in my in Red, my predictions Redfield too. Redfield and Starfield. Yeah. So I think I think you're right. Like Xbox really needs to bring it next year. I mean, and they yeah. they're 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 primed. Yeah, I, I just think they're going to start getting this next wave of games going probably now. You know, they have Redfall coming in the summer, Starfield will launch next year. They want to start getting the, you know, Xbox likes to have, I think, their their um, trailer announcement hype cycles be a little bit longer than most. 
Yeah, they have, know, they have a lot of games that we could they talk have a about. Lot of, either. Dude, Indiana ever, Jones. <laughs> Everwild, Indiana Jones. We might see a Fable. Contraband. Fable, Contraband, <laughs> Perfect Dark. Like, yeah. They have all these games. So I feel like we're on. <laughs> I feel like oh, we're, boy. you know, it's, it's kind of interesting, too, compared to Sony's approach where we don't know anything. It's like Xbox, like, I feel like we have their roadmap. It's just where do they all fit in? So I could see them coming out with an avowed, like, showing their first initial little bit to get people hyped for it with, like, I don't know if they would go as stupid as being like, hey, 2024, like having just a, a, a no. year on it. I don't think so. But yeah. um, well, I do have in like my notes here is like, I think a lot of games that are coming out in the first half of next year will be there. Yeah. And a lot of my predictions are going to be about that um, because I think there's a lot of games coming out in the first half of next year, mm-hmm. which are including, not if not both Redfall and Starfield, but one or the other. Yeah, I mean, I think they've already... Haven't they already said Starfield's later in the year? Have they not said that? They, I don't think so. No? Okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure Redfall they've said is like... Because that was slated for this year. So I'm pretty sure they said that is summer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just... I, I think we're, we're... I think Xbox is ready to, again, show what's coming. Because if mm. they come out and they show... You know, they show a Redfall trailer. Cool. But, like, that's not going to get really anybody excited. The Starfield date would, and uh, I just I think they're going to have to show something of that next cycle of those big games. Avowed seems like a decent one to get people excited because, you know, we know Elden Ring, or, sorry, Elden Ring, Elder Scrolls is so far away. You know, show this, this Western RPG that people seem to be really wanting to see, and, uh, yeah, I think that would make a big splash. John, mm-hmm. this is a PlayStation podcast. Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> hey, we said predictions. I started this off with Xbox domination, all right? Uh, yeah, and then I was going to also move to another publisher, which is Warner Brothers, because they also have a lot of games. Wonder Woman was at the show last year, oh. and they didn't show a single ounce of footage. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is still sitting out there. That got delayed out of this year into next. And then NetherRealm and Injustice 3, like, I think that is that was part of the NVIDIA leak. And yeah. Well, did you see Ed Boon's tweet the other day? Yeah, where he said their next game is either... Right. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, duh. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, duh, but usually these, these, these leads don't comment on things unless if there's an, like, an announcement yeah. imminent, whether they're going to say it or not. Like, they would... He probably would have just been quiet if it's not within the next couple months that we're going to see something about it, yeah. so... Now it's yeah. time. Yeah, I think that's a good one. All right. Uh, I think we're going to see the a trailer and a release date for Horizon Forbidden West DLC. Um, I think hmm. that that's kind of, you know, ready to go. We might even see, like, a Horizon, a big Horizon thing. I don't know, because they still got the, you know, the VR game uh, to talk about. Um, but, you know, it'll be a year since Horizon Forbidden West has been out on February. Yeah. And, at, like, we need, if, if there is DLC, which we've already kind of gotten confirmed from Lance Reddick that he's back in, you know, he was back in doing mocap and stuff a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. They got to be ready to have that released no later than the summer, I would think. Otherwise, that's almost too much time that's gone from the initial launch to uh, DLC release. And I think Frozen Wilds was about a year, maybe yeah. you know somewhere in the same same realm. So um, yeah, I think we're gonna get you know, and and I think, and this could just be completely me just being and you know spitballing or whatever right now, but I feel like. They like to also try and pair up announcements with games that have kind of gotten nominated as well. 
Like, so yeah. Horizon's sure. been nominated, so like, sure. hey, this nomination, right? Like, oh, look at all these awards it's getting. And like, oh, and there's also DLC coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it might be a good place to put that, so. Yeah. And in that same vein, I also have Elden Ring DLC okay. as well, because it'll also be a year since Elden Ring. We know that, you know, from software games, I've also always gotten DLC. I think that is the expectation in this one as well. So I think, you know, Jeff Keighley, you know, showed the first footage of Elden Ring. He's been all over that relationship with From Software. So I also think that will be there as well. Okay. How many more predictions you got? <laughs> well, do you have any, so outside of the DLC, do you have any more Sony ones? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, in the ever-going push in the multimedia space, right? To have this, like, what's the what's the phrase I'm looking for? Transformative media, or like you know, oh, transmedia, okay. whatever the case, you know, yeah, of, yeah. of these companies wanting to put their properties into movies, TVs, or whatever. I think we might get some Sony stuff, and I don't know specifically. I'm gonna guess we're gonna get a Ghost of Tsushima movie trailer. And possibly a Twisted Metal show trailer. I think those, the Twisted Metal <laughs> show. That would be wild. It would be wild. <laughs> and, you know, I'm probably not both, but one of them. I think the Twisted Metal show seems to be the one that's been, like, rumored the most and, and been around the longest and talks. I think Anthony Mackie, I think they've, they may have even said they've wrapped filming on it or something crazy like that. So I think we'll, we'll get, uh, you know, kind of Sony's next project after The Last of Us on what their like movie slash show thing is gonna be. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go with Ghost of Tsushima is, is my, uh, my, my- Well, as we my talked biggest. about last week, that is a new category, the best adaptation. So yep. it, would, it would fit to have, you know, teases for what all the other gaming shows are on the table too. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good one. That, that one's out there. Yeah. Um, I'm not doing we'll, safe picks, Nick. Safe picks are boring. <laughs> Nobody wants safe picks. All right, all right, all right, all right. And then the only one else I got is because, again, VR is imminent. Hmm. It's time for Astrobot. Ooh. Astrobot to come back, show, you know, be that. I, I don't know if it'll be a launch game or not. I'm not going to put that here. Maybe it won't be. But I think it's time that, you know, Sony's new mascot, the, the sequel, well, not the direct sequel, but, mm-hmm. you know, since Astro's Playroom, we've been chopping at the bit yeah. for more Astro, so... Um, I would I love, Nick, for you to play the first Astrobot Rescue Mission. <laughs> it's so good. As good as Astro's Playroom is, the VR one's even better. Like, it's okay. it's so much fun. That would be awesome. Um, I think most of the internet... I like how we say the internet is, like, the way that you qualify, like, how so, like an announcement <laughs> is. Uh, I think the internet was pretty lukewarm on Sony's launch lineup, or ha- is pretty... Luke One might even be pushing it. I don't think anybody really likes it at all, what the launch lineup looks like right now. You know, we're sure. kind of expecting that other big push for Sony to really show that they're invested in this piece of tech. And Astrobot is tried and true. It's proven as being fantastic. You know, yeah. Asobi is uh, about ready to go. It's been long enough since the first one, so. And that's my pie in the sky. Like, that's what I want them to do. Mm-hmm. But there'll be 100% a Sony VR announcement. I don't know what. I mean. It could be, but I, I, there's no way with that, with it coming out, you know, two months later, no. that we're not gonna get at least one Sony VR related announcement. Could be Gran Turismo so. Seven integration. I mean, that yeah. could be that could yeah. be a thing. Um, that would be, like I said, there's at least one. Yeah. But that would be the one that I want. 
I I wonder if Alex would be there. I know know, there's never been any confirmation, but, you know, all us PlayStation fans are just convinced Alex is going to be on the PSVR 2, but, you know, might not. Um, And then I got got one one other one, and you kind of gave me the idea for this earlier, but big celebrity guest. I think Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey will come on stage at some point and uh, just promote the, the new show. Yeah, I don't know if they'll have a. Tra- Do you think they'll have a trailer or like maybe uh, a piece clip. of the sh- a clip of the show? A clip. Yeah, a clip of the show. Maybe like you know the first time Joel and Ellie meet or something like that. But um, I want some Bill. Yeah, Nick Offerman would be cool. And yeah, or, yeah, seeing of them three hanging out with Bill. Um, yeah. But I, I think yeah, I think you'll see a little bit of that because as we know, that's early January, so imminent. Yep. Yeah. That's all I got. All right. Well, yeah, it's coming December 8th. And uh, <laughs> like I said, Jeff Keighley, I guarantee next next week is going to just start laying down all the uh, what games are going to be there. So we're going to get... Oh, I didn't mention Jedi Survivor. Uh, that was the last no, one. Too late. That was rumored. No. That is early next year. Jedi Survivor is yeah, that'll definitely going to definitely probably going to be there. So. Um, my, I, I just have a pie in the sky one I just thought of. Uh, do, you think, first off, do you think there'll be any shadow drops of anything? Oh, oh! I had a prediction. Did you? <laughs> they just reminded me of a prediction, but that I wanted to throw your See, way. See, you can tell, folks, we're a little foggy brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a prediction I wanted to throw your way, mm-hmm. uh, but no, I like like released that day. Yeah, I just want ho- I want Silk Song so bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I want Silk Song so bad, but you know, that, I, I know, I know, it won't be shadow drop. Well, at least a trailer could be there. That's for true. Sure. That is true. Uh, but the 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 one that I thought of on the the drive in today was. Um, uh, Super Giants next game, Ooh. which I know, like I know you have your Bloodborne and your Near Automata twos, but I think I think a yeah. Super Giants next release would be huge and yeah, and you know we that would shoot immediately to the top of my most wanted because yeah, indies are always a black hole at these shows because you know it's just, we they're harder to keep track of, but you know Super Giant has has solidified itself as an indie god, so yeah. you know um, and this is the developer of Hades. Bastion, uh, yeah, Bastion, Fire, and yeah. great fucking developer. Fuck, is it one more, or is it just Hades then? Hades, Pyre, Bastion, and yeah, your one transistor. more transistor. Transistor, yeah, yep. there it is. Good call. <laughs> so, so yeah, I forgot about that one. I meant to write that down right when I got it in today, and then I forgot. But good call. Um, yeah, Super Giant is due to show their next game. So, so again, um, so all right, well, so we'll get let down by another you know thing where <laughs> nothing comes true yeah. and everything will be we horrible. Set, we set our expectations. <laughs> yes, nice and low, right, folks? <laughs> nice and low. But yeah, as I said, Jeff Keighley is going to start like teasing, so I'll probably throw that into the podcast every week is what he's teasing, so that our listeners know and that we can start getting hyped because I bet um, he's definitely going to have a Hoyoverse game there too. I forgot that's the what the Hoyoverse, the Genshin Impact. Oh yeah, yeah. me Hoyo. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's move on. The next topic, it's back. It's back, folks. We're getting close. PlayStation Franchise Madness. PlayStation Pals Franchise Madness. So, uh, Nick, where if you remember, we are in the Elite Eight. Um, mm-hmm. We got we got to finish up the Elite Eight. And I don't know if you want to stop there, if you want to keep going. Probably should just stop there and keep this week nice and short. But Sure. Um, so, let's just get right into it. All right, folks. Well, let's, let's start with this one. All right. Uh, so we have uh, our favorite red-haired goddess, Aloy, of the Horizon franchise, oh facing off against hmm, Albert Pujols of MLB The Show. <laughs> Baseball versus Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. Long. <laughs> yeah. Horizon Forbidden West. All right. Well, not Forbidden West, just Horizon. 
Okay, uh, number one matchup versus a number four matchup. Uh, PS2 Classic Jack and Daxter oh. facing off against our web slinging friend Peter Parker <laughs> oh, no. of Spider Man. I know, I know. Can there be an upset? Can a number one seed go down? No, it can't. He's shaking his head very. Spider Man's so good. I know. It's so good. And, and I, it's. If Spider Man 2 is at the Game Awards, I mean. Oh my god. I mean, that's that's that's, 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 uh, that's why I think I think Sony will have an early showcase next year. Is when yeah, I think a lot yeah. of that will happen. But yeah. All right, so that'll be a good matchup: Spider-Man versus Horizon in the Elite Eight. Mm, boy. And then we got number three versus number two: Astrobot versus Gran Turismo. Very similar games. Well, what would very, you, very similar <laughs> games. I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to what would you choose on this one. What would I choose? Because one friend, because I I, don't, I just don't care about Gran Turismo. So, when I when we formed this this uh, <laughs> tournament, I framed it as this is our list. Yes, it's not I necessarily right. It's not what is the most yes, important. What sells the most? I know. So Astrobot is very near and dear to me. Okay, I so think Astrobot is fantastic. Page. Okay, we're on the same page. Yeah, so I would I would probably go Astrobot as as important as Gran Turismo <laughs> is. I think it's the number one seller on like every one of their consoles. Yeah, but uh, it's just Astrobot's pure fun. It's pure joy. Okay. Pure. It's the well, reason. It's the reason I play video games. Okay. Well, that's the only reason I ask. You want me to keep going? Because you're the because <laughs> you're the only one that would have something to say on that. Yeah. One. Yeah. Um, he's uh, and I I hope he <laughs> I hope he's Sony's new mascot and just you know he stays around forever. Mm-hmm. He's a good one. All right, and then lastly here, folks, number five, Sly Cooper. Oh boy. Can he can he be a better thief than Nathan Drake? <laughs> can he steal more no. treasure than Nathan Drake and Sully? No. No, yeah, he can't. That dumb raccoon. He's an idiot. <laughs> All right. Astro Uncharted moving on. <laughs> to no one's surprise. Alright, so real quick guys. Boy, this is this <laughs> it's getting it's getting hairy. I don't think there's been like one upset, but uh, you know, so it's kinda not ex- it's pretty expected, but God of War against Ratchet and Clank next week. Last of Us versus Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal is probably the lowest seed, I would think, going into this. Mm-hmm. Uncharted versus Astrobot. Oh, boy. And Spider-Man versus Horizon. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up, yep. So we're, <laughs> we're going to have to kill some babies here, guys. All right. And and uh, if you're listening in and you have do want to weigh in on any of these matchups as we do get to the really nitty-gritty... Like, please email in. I you know if you want if you think you can sway one way or the other mm-hmm. for a particular franchise, you know, let us know. If you want to burn us to the ground because we killed Sly Cooper, if you want to <laughs> you know tell us that we're missing a certain franchise or whatever, yeah, bring it. <laughs> we'll refute you. We'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Is that it? That's it. All right. I'm sorry. Mm. I want to say sorry to our listeners. Say a prayer, folks. I'm sorry to John. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> but as we're going to get into soon, Don't say I, I beat the main story of God of War Ragnarok. <gasps> I am on platinum duty in that game. So I'm not done with it just yet. Don't, but bring, don't you're not bringing it back. I, I'm you're sorry. Not, you're not bringing it back. I'm indecisive. Room. I don't know what I got to play next, man. <laughs> oh, no. So we're going to bring it back. The wheel. <laughs> the wheel who has never done us wrong ever, as if you're a longtime listener. Uh, this, we got to bring it back. This malicious entity. Yeah. And I I really filled it with some bangers here. So hang on, hang on. No, I get to, I, I get to watch. Oh, you want to watch? Yeah, I okay. want to watch the spin. Okay, okay. But it, 
right. it's going to be Death Stranding, even though you probably didn't put it on it. <laughs> yeah. How'd that get on here? All right. Hang on, Giant. I don't want you to look. What? Okay, fine. All right, I'll I'll turn the I'll turn it so you can see it spin. I'm not all gonna right. cheat you or anything. All right, all right, all right. So here are the candidates this time. First one is gonna be Chorus, which was just added to PlayStation Plus Extra. This is a third-person chip combat game. It looks dope. Yeah, it looks dope. John was watching a video the other day, and I was like, oh, that actually looks really good. Yeah, I popped that in the other day, and like it's it's got a lot of things going for it that I liked. I, I feel like it's one of those things where you kind of just got to push through like maybe the first half an hour to like kind of really get into the meat of it. Um, but yeah, it was unique and, and cool, and okay, cool. It's a good pick. All right, and these next three are going to get interesting here. Okay. I have the next one is Persona 5. Oh, God, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I want. It's, it's about time. It got its PS5 release. So uh, I really don't have any excuse anymore. Um, yeah, this would this would this would be fun. Yeah. I think I'd like it. I have a feeling that you will <laughs> love it. But uh, it is a time sink, so uh, we'll it's see how that goes. Because this is the royal edition. You know, mm-hmm. I get a whole another semester. Not even know what that means. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, following it up is another one. We talked about it last week. Dank and Rampa. I still have not played the third one. Well, I, I started it, and then I was like, I can't do three of these games in a row. You own it? You got it? Yeah, I do own it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Dinka Rampa 3, Killing Harmony, all of the Monokuma babies that we just mentioned at the start uh, could be playing that. Okay. okay. And the next one is Dragon Quest Eleven. Holy shit. <laughs> Another Holy big JRPG. As we said, I don't have to finish these. It's, it's true. just... It's just what I might focus on for a yep. little bit for the show and see if I like it. Mm-hmm. So Dragon Quest Eleven, which is also a PlayStation Plus extra game that was just added in October. Might I think, I think you're going to hate the story on that. <laughs> it's very, very cliche, at least the little bit I've played of it, but, but still high quality stuff. All right. So that's it for JRPGs. And then I wanted to add some indie games, so mm-hmm. I got I got Inscription. Nice. This came out, I believe, in PlayStation in August or September. Mm-hmm. I think it was August. Kind of August thirtieth, I think. Yep. Yep. We talked. Yeah, we talked about it in like our August preview. Yeah. Uh, this game was, you know, a big candidate for you know a bunch of categories in the the Game Awards last year, including Game of the Year, I think. Yeah, no. maybe it was. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't but remember. But anyway. I'm just saying things. <laughs> it's a card game that has kind of something. There's more to it than just the card game. So I I definitely want to check that out. I like those meta kind of things that really, mm-hmm. you know, fuck with you. And then the next one is Kenna Bridge of Spirits, a game from 2021 that I keep forgetting came out. It was exclusive to Sony mm-hmm. that year. I believe it still is. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's on Steam. My brother-in-law, for some reason, texted me about it today. He's like, should I play this? <laughs> I was like, well, sure. I mean, it's kind of basic, but yeah. Sure, sure. So I haven't checked that out, and, and I want to. You know, see how good <laughs> and it I is. And I want to. <laughs> see, what, see what it's all about. Yeah. And then for the seventh pick, I'm going to make it spicy. Ooh. I'm going to let John pick what the seventh pick is. Oh, do you have a list to like choose from? No, so you can okay. pick whatever you want as long as it is out now. So you can't be like, I want the Callisto Protocol. Because I'm almost I want mad you to play. at you for not letting me prepare for this. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to get your live reaction. Sure. Okay, I'm, I've been harping on it for a while. Resident Evil 2 Remake. <laughs> okay, so John's pick is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah. All right, so we got our candidates. I'm, we're going to spin the wheel, and we're going to see what doki happens. Doki Doki Literature Club. All right. <laughs> 
it's spinning. It's dust stranding. It's spinning. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be dust stranding. Ooh. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. All right, so it is Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Damn it, I wanted Persona 5. <laughs> I'm going to check that out. I hope it's on sale in this big Black Friday It sale. is. It's 20 bucks. Okay, perfect. Yeah, half off. Oh, this is great. Half this off. is great. So, yep. So, expect some thoughts on that after I wrap up this Platinum for God. Are you going to try and find a uh, physical, or are you just going to buy a digital? Uh, I'll probably check it out. I, I mean, Black Friday's... Friday, I'm gonna. I'll probably look for a physical. Keep that in edition. mind. You know, even if you want me to throw you ten bucks, <laughs> if it's like thirty, I'll throw you ten. Oh, you're trying to get bo- in on and it, and then I can borrow it. You know, because I have so much time to play. All right. So hopefully, nothing bad happens to the developers of Ken Bridge of Spirits, or myself, or John, or any of our listeners. I just, you know, I'd feel bad if the wheel had to come up in. But all right, let's move on. The final topic. We've been. We keep bringing it up. Yep, I'm still still working my way through, folks. You know, Nick says, "Oh, I beat the game. It's so good. Can't wait for you to get through it." And meanwhile, I'm trying to fight to get you know any bit of time playing as I can. But I did get a decent chunk playing through Ragnarok uh, over the weekend. So uh, obviously, as the last couple episodes, guys, if you do not want to hear anything uh, past, um, yeah, I don't know, where, like where, I'm like where hour, are you at? I'm like hour twelve. But like the. Last we left off, I just got Freya as kind of my fighting partner. Yep, you, re- you remove the curse. Yep, remove the curse. Uh, fought the uh, guardian of the uh, Yggdrasil and Nidhogg. Nidhogg, and yep, and so I got Freya with me. Um, and so yeah, right off the bat, I I did not see it coming that I would have more companions uh, than just Atreus in this game. And I, I think that was a very cool surprise, you know. And not only, again, my, my whole, like, thesis on this game is, like, don't they don't cut corners. Like, this, this team does not cut corners when it comes mm-hmm. to anything. And so you start playing around with Freya thinking maybe she's just with you to be narrative. Nope, she's got a skill tree too. She's yep. got a whole set of set yep. of attacks and things that you can tweak and modify and change your armor, change your looks. And I just think that that's just such a cool way to yep. to really introduce or to, to allow a companion or another character to spend time with Kratos and flesh them out more. Because obviously it doubles as a, a unique way to mess with your combat, but also allow you to get more uh, in-depth with these characters. And yep. it's fantastic because like Nick keeps harping, man, D- Danielle Bazzuti just kills it. And after having Freya with me, she definitely got robbed from the Game Awards for best <laughs> I'm performance. Glad, I'm glad we're always on the same page with this. Yeah. You know, she's she's way better than anything I've seen from Atreus. You know, when, when you kind of, when she joins your squad, um, you start going back to Freya's camp, her brother, and you're going to kind of have this clashing between brother and sister, um, which... You know, you don't really know what to expect. If you know, you play the God of War series, you kind of just naturally expect bad shit to happen, mm-hmm. right? You know, Kratos kills everybody he comes across, and so mm-hmm. I was kind of, you know, expecting to see some sort of conflict or whatever. And it was really a, a nice scene between brother and sister where they kind of show each other how much they truly care about one another. And um, you know, and Freya's like, "Cool, you're back. You can join us and everything again. This is gonna be great." And Freya kind of has to have this moment where she's like. I would really love to, but I can't. And, you know, they kind of rectify the issues that they have. Um, and um, I just thought it was a really, really good scene. Yeah, um, and I don't want to leave... I want to talk a little bit more about Freya as, like, a companion. Mm-hmm. Because she is, like... She still is an Atreus equivalent as far as, like... Like, as far as the puzzles. She's just another bow. She, she yeah. uses a bow, yeah. so she can shoot the same arrows, the sigil arrow, the, the sonic arrows that Atreus can. 
but like I don't know if you looked like deep into her moveset. It's pretty dope. Like is it? not I only haven't. is like she can summon like vines from the ground. Like you're fighting with a Valkyrie now. Like yeah. she goes into Valkyrie form mid combat, and it's just it's just cool. Like you know to have another badass character hanging with you. Um, not only for the like the, the all the extra dialogue you get now between the, like again this great performer Daniel Basuti as Freya and Christopher Judge as Kratos, but just like from a combat combat perspective, she's just like all over the place. And yeah. then you also get you know magic with her as well as her summon. She, she doesn't turn into an, she doesn't summon animals like Atreus does, but she still holds her own. And yeah, it's what a what a great again. <laughs> What is it? What is the thing we keep bringing up? You know, they don't disrupting our expectations. Oh, yeah. or, <laughs> you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't. It's Tony Santa Monica. They're just better than everybody else. I don't get it. So, uh, finished up with that part. Um, and then we were able to go back to Sindri's. And this was a very big scene. This was kind of, I think, a turning point in the story where Atreus kind of lets it known to what he wants to do, right? He's 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 heard arguing in his room with Sindri, and you're playing as Kratos, right? And you kind of walk up to the door, and Sindri just goes, you got to set this boy straight. And I'm like, oh, God, what's he want to do? <laughs> and, you know, he's a, he's an angsty little teenage shithead, right? Who, who thinks he knows best, who thinks that he has the solution to this. And it's interesting because, you know, Loki, or Loki, Atreus, Atreus wants to go talk to Odin. He wants to mm-hmm. go to Asgard because... He thinks that he has some sort of way to change the fates of his dad, right? All he wants to do is protect his dad from dying that he's seen in this vision, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, Kratos, we know, Kratos doesn't give a fuck about fate, right? He's he's fought the fates before. <laughs> he, he, you know, he has a, a beautiful line. I think that was in the trailers, but also I came across in the game where it's like, death can have me when it earns me. Like, he doesn't care. <laughs> All he cares about is protecting Atreus. So it's like they're butting heads with just like, no, I want to protect you. And he's like, no, I want to protect you. It's, no, I want to protect you. <laughs> you know, to this point where Kratos kind of gets the entire camp to turn on Atreus and you know, these are all adults. Every single person there is an adult. And so Atreus probably feels a little bit like they just don't understand. They're just being adults and trying to protect me. I don't need to be protected. Yeah, he's getting very emotional. And he fucking bears out, dude. Yeah. Like he turns into <laughs> his bear in this moment and runs away. And it's, you uh, know. Knocking Sindri out of the way. Yeah, knocking Sindri out. Sindri's like, oh, I got this. Uh, calm down. No, that didn't work. And he runs out of uh, Sindri's house and goes basically through a portal with Kratos shouting the very game's very first boy after him, which I thought was, yeah. you know, a good callback that really shows that, like, Kratos isn't fucking around right now. Um, not that that was ever in doubt in this whole scene, but. You know, so I think that this was a, really a turning point in the game because mm-hmm. obviously now you're playing as Atreus, you're in Asgard, and you're trying to go. You're jumping a little bit ahead because he remember he go he does go to, so. he goes to Midgard and we get to see the turtle again. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From the 2018 game. Oh, I forget was, his name. I don't remember his name either. But that was I was so sad initially, and then I was like, <laughs> no, he's dead. And like, you know, and then he stands up and you light a fire in him and he's warm again. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, that's cool. But yeah, so yeah, you go back to Midgard to Freya's, go, yeah, Freya's Freya's place. House. Yeah. And the, the turtle's so cold, you know, he's, he's been sitting in Fimble Winter, and, <laughs> and Freya's been too busy hunting Kratos down to come back home and take care of him. And, you know, Atreus has such a, Atreus has such a love for animals that, yeah. you know, immediately he's concerned and wants to, wants to make him feel better. So uh, he is able to get the turtle to stand back up so he can go in the house, lights a nice little fire, and the turtle seems to be okay. But, yeah. you know, still needs to make sure that Freya, uh, you know, comes back and takes care yeah. of him. And it doesn't take long for a, a raven from Odin to... Yeah. make its way 
Yeah, yeah, and then he starts getting swirled in by by ravens and you know and, and teleported basically to Asgard. So yeah. you kind of realize, oh shit, Odin can just travel wherever he fucking wants, whenever he wants. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that leads you to Asgard, which you know is probably the most well known outside of like you know Midgar being Earth, right? But or like the, you know probably like the number one realm that we would be looking to go to in this game. So mm-hmm. uh, I was exciting to get there and. Um, you know, you you're, you kind of go across this little village and come across this this boy. You know, initially I think Loki. I keep saying Loki instead of Atreus, which is interesting to me. I don't know why. <laughs> um, you know, where he's he kind of assumes that everybody here is a god, and you kind of learn that no, there's just like this little village outside of the walls where you know everybody just really worships Odin and they just want to. Well, they're do- Midgar- Midgardians that Mid- have fled Fimblewinter. Okay, see, this is why Nick plays. Nick pays attention to the things way more than I do. I'm just trying to play games so I can play games. Um, and really, yeah. you should probably leave this conversation, but... Um, okay. and, you know, and that character was that character was nice and fun, silly little dude. That yeah, was I like, forget his name. He's, he had a very uh, Nordic name. Yeah. It was like Svartir or something like that. But he's very silly. He teases, teases uh, Atreus a lot. Because, you know, Odin lives... Asgard's behind this giant wall. Like, but, the city itself is behind it, like a, a wall that... You know, reaches to you know the sky. And Think Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The equivalent of Game of Thrones. And uh, you know, when Atreus is like, "Oh, I'm gonna just go climb that," and he's like, "What?" He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Uh, okay." Yep. And then you, you know, and then you get yeah, good you know, a dialogue while he's like doing it in the early part. He's like, I don't want to see you die. <laughs> yeah. I should, you know, it's just good because again, this game is just it's so serious, but it also just injects humor in really good, really fun ways. You know, here and there, but. Uh, the climbing section was pretty cool, you know. Yeah. I, and I just want to mention again, like as we're gonna get to more of it, like the game keeps bringing more and more people in at this point, which I just like I said, well, we saw the dwarves at the beginning of the game and sort of all time, <laughs> but uh, but it's just great that like the world like feels like people live there, you know, yeah. like again and again and again. It's like oh, finally we're meeting people that used to live, you know, in that realm we spent the whole first game in, you know. But, uh, yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm able to start climbing the wall, which was was cool and, you know, not, not like blew my mind or anything, but but it did a really good job of kind of just a sense of scale as God of War. The God of War franchise has always done very well, but to give you a sense of scale, you know, as you're climbing up, you kind of look back and see the town you came from. Like, oh, it's pretty far away. And you keep climbing. <laughs> you're like, I'm not halfway up this fucker. And then you turn back. You're like, oh, my God, I'm so high up. And so it kind of does, you know, it's kind of just a very pretty moment. But... Um, yeah, you get to the top of this wall, and uh, who, who greets you at the top of the wall, Nick? <laughs> Good old Heimdall. Yeah, this guy's a dick. <laughs> uh, he, I forget the voice actor's name. He's voiced by the guy that is um, Harry Osborn in Spider-Man tw- uh, this 2018. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. it's the same voice actor. Uh, yeah, he has glowing purple eyes. He's very swarmy, and I always I love a good villain. He, yep. he fits that perfectly. He... He's holding onto Atreus's hand because as Atreus reaches the top of the wall, he grabs it, and of course he threatens to drop him several times during their their brief dialogue. Oh yeah, he has no idea who he is, right? He yeah. thinks he's just this as you know this Midgardian who just decided to climb the wall. So he's like, I'm yeah. just gonna throw you off because yeah. you know fuck you. But you know Heimdall's got this crazy ability, right, to see people's intentions, and that's that's a very interesting dynamic for a character to have because it 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 almost it's not like fourth wall breaking, but it just it puts the opposition in such an interesting light because, you know, we know why Atreus is going there, right? He's right. basically going there to betray Odin, right? He has these intentions. To be a spy. To be a spy and to, you know, kind of just get what he needs to save his dad. 
And so you, you, you know, start talking to Heimdall. He knows what you're up to, but you convince him to let you in because, you know, the All-Father is expecting me. You don't want to piss the All-Father off, right? And yeah. Heimdall worships Odin. Like, Odin is yeah, the only the thing in, that he cares about. Yeah. And so he lets you up and you kind of start walking through it, you know, kind of thinking, okay, I can be led to, led to Odin. And Heimdall basically leads you to a combat arena. Yeah. And <laughs> it's not so much a fight, but it's a cool moment because, you know, you're trying to fight him. But again, he's the god of foresight. He knows what's going to happen, it's, so you just can't hit him. It's very reminiscent of the Taskmaster. The, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, in that game. But the Kratos um, uh, Thor fight, where you have like this antagonizing force, just just making fun of everything you as the player is doing, and, and obviously as Atreus because you're you're controlling him. But yeah, he has the ability to just predict everything you do, and it's just just nonstop beating you even like you using your ultimate yeah it was it was that. really cool i mean you know <laughs> what this game well i don't need to say what this game does well anymore we all know what it does well <laughs> but it was really cool because yeah you, you know obviously you start just trying to hit him with your your melee attacks that doesn't work you try and shoot him it doesn't work you're like well what, what can i do so you're like all right well let me do all my various hold r2 hold whatever and then you're like well shit okay maybe my yeah my ultimate attack goes and you do that and he goes ha that didn't even fucking work for you you're screwed now <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's just it's so clever the way that the game kind of talks to you and and gets inside your head and like really kind of like says out loud what you're thinking. And it's it's just I love it when those moments happen. But, um, you know, kind of towards the end of this so and so fight, uh, I believe Odin shows up. Yeah. And, you know, basically says, what are you doing? Yeah, this is my guy. He's my guest. Don't, you know, leave him alone. And And he makes a comment, why is he all covered in mud? Right. (laughs) And really shows his comedic side in that moment. It's like I kind of got a little sense of the comedic side in the first interaction with him with Thor and their house, but but also was very foreboding. But this was – he's like wearing a silly hat and he's like saying hi to (laughs) all the people in the town and he's, you know, making jokes and he's very lighthearted and and kind of – you know, and warm towards Atreus, right? Again, Atreus pretty much tells him, like, I'm not here, f- like, I'm I'm gonna, or Heimdall tells him, like, he's gonna betray you. He's like, yeah, so what? Of course he's gonna betray me. Why would he not <laughs> betray me? Like, he's, 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 you know, the son of the, the opposition. Like, And I okay. think what we were talking about last week between, like, meeting Tyr and the disappointment that Tyr is just Kratos again, you know, and Atreus just not getting any validation from any adults in his life about what he thinks. And then, you know, Odin kind of showing this olive branch and showing that, you know, we're a lot alike. We're inquisitive and we want things and we want to change how our fates and all that stuff. Because, you know, Odin has the same, you know, has the Ragnarok fate, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, it, you know, I, why I think Atreus is sent there to be a spy. I think there's there's like kind of a mutual respect between them, even if I think Odin's still full of shit. You know, like, you know, like, Odin's like a master manipulator. Mm -hmm. But I I still think Atreus, like, kind of latches onto him and another character that we're going to get to. But I think think it's doing a good job of, like, showing the other side and making these gods a little more... Feel, maybe you feel a little guilty about the war you've been waging up to this point. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's and it's very interesting because I, I wonder if there's a sense in the, in this moment because I get I personally get I was getting a little bit frustrated with the trace because like you've seen the fucking vision. <laughs> Why are you going to talk to Odin? Like it makes just don't go see him. Then you then you don't fulfill that prophecy. But like in the eyes of a child, right, who's looking for validation, a child who wants to just be.
be the hero that you know his, you know be his dad he has his dad in such high regard he wants to do the right thing it kind of makes a little more sense when you kind of look through it maybe in a child's eyes where they just have this like i can't i can't be killed mentality you know what's the worst thing that can happen mentality and like and he really starts to come at odds with it you know we're to the point where later in the visit you know you come across heimdall again and he's kind of like oh here you are you're ready to betray Hmm, that's interesting. And like he kind of, you know, he has obviously this moment where he realizes that Atreus's heart towards Odin is changing. And um, you know, it's just it's just a really uh, you know really interesting thing to kind of kind of kind of watch happen. But you know, also in, in the visit, another big moment um, was this rift tear thing, right? You well, know? we're getting a little ahead again. Okay, all right. Because <laughs> I do want to back. Yeah, because <laughs> I do want to mention. Throod, Throod. Oh, th- yeah, Throod. Uh, Thor's and, and Sif. Ooh. Yeah, Thor. Yeah, Sif, who is Thor's wife, um, and Throod, who is their daughter and brother of the two guys you killed in the first game. Modi and somebody. Yeah, I. Who cares? They're yeah. So forgettable. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so there's kind of a there's kind of some tension there, but then again, there's also another potential love interest for Atreus, as Throod is you know his age. You know, there's kind of that bonding of, you know, sim- very similar dads. <laughs> you yeah. know, Thor's not the best dad in the world, and neither is Kratos. And just, again, like, we talked a little last week about, like, how the mini-bosses kind of made this feel more of an original trilogy game. The more and more of these gods that we saw, I was like, now this is really feeling like a, like a trilogy game. Like, like there, there's more people, there's more stakes, the world is full of things, and, like, like, like... You don't want to hurt these people. And then, yeah, let's get to Sif, too. Uh, yeah. Sif is... Sif. Sif? Sif. Yeah, Lady Sif. S-I-F. Yeah. She's a, she's a babe, dude. She's, she's, got yeah, big, she, she's, got big, she's got some curves. <laughs> yeah. She's got some curves. And she's got hair the length of the floor. Yep. And who she played by. Uh, voiced by Elena from Uncharted, which yep. is pretty cool. I, I heard the voice. And I'm like, wait. I, I didn't <laughs> immediately know who it was, but I was like, I've heard that voice. So yeah. I, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool to... Yeah. To see to see her, you know, back and yeah. and uh, can't can't not hear that voice now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so so okay. Now we can. Well, we can we can get to um, before the before the rift. Uh, so you meet all these people. You want to meet Odin in the study. I believe this is when you're introduced to Ingrid. No, not you're not. I don't, I don't know. Who's Ingrid? The sword. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I man, yeah, I yeah. just want to make yeah, sure. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, all positive it was. Yep. You you meet a talking sword. Well, it talks. Atreus can hear it. We the you as the player cannot. But it's a it is a sword. It'll come up later when we talk about combat. But you now have a Atreus now does have a sword that fights and moves on its own, um, and that's going to come up later. But now let's let yeah let's get to the, let's get to this rift. So yeah, so there's this rift in in Odin's study, and it's like this ethereal, bright blue line just kind of existing in space. And um, inside it is basically what Odin's like. He says there's something super important inside it that he needs to be able to see. Yeah. And Atreus is going to be able to interpret this this mask, right? That you know, kind of gives him the clue that he needs to be able to get into it. Something along those lines, right? Yeah, he, he kind of explains that. He tried to look through it before, and that's how he lost his eye. But what's in there, is the assumption is, like, some kind of knowledge. Like, some yeah. kind of knowledge that will get Odin out of his his destiny, his fate of dying at Ragnarok. Um, 
And to see into it, there is a mask that he has, but the mask is in pieces. Mm-hmm. He only has, I think, like the right eye or whatever yeah. of the mask. Um, and so he wants to work with Atreus uh, to get this mask together. And, I, and I'm and i assuming it's only because Atreus is a giant. Like, that's why he... Yeah, it, you know, he's always had this crazy ability for language as well, right? Yeah. Like, And I'm sure there's yeah. other gods that do. But, yeah, I, I think it has something to do with him being a giant and, like, activating yeah. the, the power inside the mask yeah. or what, what have you. Um, but, yeah, and, and it's in this moment that probably the biggest surprise of the game so far for me has happened where I'm fighting alongside Thor. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Thor shows up, right, and has this great moment where he kind of sneaks up behind Odin. He's like, ah, you know, how are you so quiet? Um, you know, yeah, more, big, big old, big guy Odin, or yeah, Thor. More comedy, right? But, you know, all Thor ever wants, he wants, all he wants is the acceptance of from Odin. He wants to, you know. It's his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's his dad, of course. A lot so. of father and son relationships. Yeah, so he wants, he wants to impress his dad and, and be viewed in his dad's eyes as, you know, worthy or yeah. what have you. Yeah. So he kind of, Odin kind of sends Thor on this little mission with the trace to kind of be his little bodyguard. And to get a piece of the mask. To go get the p- other piece of the mask. Um, you go to Muspelheim. Mus- yeah, Muspelheim, and you kind of stick your hand in some lava, which is you know, interesting. Well, you get a lot of good interactions with Thor. Yeah. Um, you know, him, Thor just being a big brunt, and like Atreus goading him on to like, oh, oh you're so strong. Have you done the, the trials? Me and me and my dad did it. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And... Uh, uh, yeah, before yeah, before he sticks his hand in lava, we get the scene where he finds the other um, giant painting. You know, the thing that predicts the future. Yeah. Uh, we meet at what's her Anger name? Boda. Anger Boda, again. She makes the comment about the snake that we <laughs> put the soul in last week. Keeps getting bigger, faster <laughs> so than normal. Bigger. Just confirming Weird. it is the world snake. Uh, so that is how the world snake was made. Um, John, since it's fresh in your mind, what do you see in that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't, honestly. I'm you find about... another ball with a name <laughs> on it. I know that because she grabs that. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember the prediction. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I know Nick's probably looking at me, you know, really in disappointment right now. Um, I don't remember. I, I, it's fine. It doesn't really matter, I don't think, in, in the grand scheme of things. I don't think it really changes much. Right. Um, it was not important enough to write it down in my notes. No, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, moving on. Yeah, they do find the mask piece. Atreus sticks his hand in lava, um, and Thor again helps him. You know, Thor protects him. Yeah. Uh, I'm really pulling for you know Anger Boda to be his uh, his uh, love interest over Thrud, though. Gotta say. <laughs> like I get real Tom Holland's and Daya vibes from those two, and you know, it just seems like is there a better match than uh, you know crazy wolf hair through her, her hair? Her hair freaks me out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is intense. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of hair. Um, is this where you left off? But yeah, so you kind of you go through you go through the the um, the paint. Oh, I can't even think of the ever. I can never think of the word for those things. What, what are they called? The, the doors? The doors. But what are they? They have a word for them. It's not, I don't know. What it, whatever it is. I know you need seeds to use them. Yes. <laughs> but you, you get you get out of that, and then basically Thor's kind of done with his you know his trials. He's like, oh, that was easy, whatever. And uh, yeah, and then that, you kind of go back to Odin. You have another little dialogue with him, and you go back to your nice room that Odin's made for you. And it's like, oh, stay as long as you want. It's great. Everything's fine. And you know, and it cuts it cuts to Atreus kind of looking at the. I think it's the knife that he got from his mom, you know, from the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's this really nice transition of, like, he puts the knife on the table, and then, like, somebody else picks up the knife, and it goes back to Kratos. And so um, I'm back as Kratos, 
And that's right about where I left off. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of uh, getting ready to, you know, yeah, figure out what the fuck's going on with Atreus and, and you know, good. become, you know, probably not get too mad at him. You know, I'm sure Mimir's going to spout <laughs> some some knowledge at me to say, you know, don't go crazy and, and hulk out on him. But, uh, okay, yeah, I, I feel like yeah, I've kind of got a lot of the, like, the, the meat of the story is yeah. coming out. And, yeah. uh yeah, there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of you know chess pieces in play now. Yeah, you know which I really appreciate. Um, did you have any more thoughts? You're, I think you're kind of like at the I would call like the halfway point of the main story at this okay. point. So yeah, I want to fight Thorgan and I want his hammer. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I want. But um, no, no, I mean no more thoughts. It's. Uh, it's still great. I, yeah. I, you know, I got, I got nothing, nothing but, but praise. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just, I want, I want that day where I can spend ten hours with him. That's, right. that's all I want in the world. But you know, if you live in America with with all the craziness that comes with the holidays coming up, it's not looking great. So my goal is to beat it by the end of the year. That's my goal, and then hopefully I can get into Elden Ring. Well, I'll probably finish The Last of Us after that because I'm halfway through that. <laughs> then I'll probably get to Elden Ring, and then I'll probably get to Callisto Protocol behind on and Dead Space. I'll be behind on. Then I'll be behind on Resident Evil Four Remake, and then you know it'll be you know, yeah, it's only gonna get yeah, worse. Yeah, but yeah. no, I love it. Yeah, no, you're you're at a good pace, and it's it's nice that I mean we we just talked about it for 25 minutes, and you did maybe. <laughs> like 5% of the story. Like, yeah, you haven't done... I mean, you hit some big story beats, but it's like there's so much more to go. And My main concern, Nick, is... I don't know if I've ever talked about him on the show, but my, my good buddy Brian, best friend in the world. Sorry, Nick. I love you, too. You're my, you're my best friend, too. Um, <laughs> he recently got a PS5, and he's a Call of Duty dude, and he's trying to get me to play Warzone all the time, and... Uh, <laughs> Rocket League's already our thing that pulls me away from God of War, so I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, you know I can still be focused on this. And you know, Nick knows I can't say no to people, so. Uh, <laughs> so John, there's this thing called signing offline. I do that a lot. And you can just say I'm busy. Yeah, that's the thing. I gotta say I'm busy because he doesn't he doesn't look it for me online. Like we're so close, he just texts me. Right. He, he sends me a pic- I, that's what I'm saying. He sends me a picture of a rocket ship, Nick, which means Rocket League, <laughs> and then we go. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's kind of like a binding contract at this point, but. Uh, yeah, so hopefully by the end of the year, I would love, I would love, love, love to have the platinum by the end of the year. But um, I'm sure I'll have the main story beaten at the very, very least. Yeah, because there's a yeah, there's a lot more to talk about. I mean, we're chugging through the story, but boy, do I have a lot of comments on other things you haven't seen. That yeah. not even not even story related, just like the worlds and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you keep making vague comments about how the craziest areas are the side quests. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we and. John knows that there is a Valkyrie equivalent. Yeah, where the hell is that? Yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's a part I want to get into. Am I close to that? Yeah, you're getting there. Yeah, okay. I think you're, Does it come through in the main story? Uh, yes. Okay. So, yeah. I, the, the, you will get this in the next world. So. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of that I want to talk about. So, you know, but, you know, I'm not going to beat John up. He's, 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 doing, he's making good progress. So Trying. Yeah, he's trying, so... All right, so I don't think we have much to tease for next week. God knows what we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we might double down on PlayStation Piles Franchise Madness. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, I mean, it's kind of getting close, Nick, like where we can have, like, you know, expectations for next year. We can have, you know, maybe a little bit of discussion. Obviously, Game of the Year is coming up, but we could talk about our favorite games from, you know, the, oh, yeah. the PS5 generation that we, yeah. you know, before we had the podcast and things like yeah, that. So yeah. might have a little yeah, bit more, like, kind of just, just 
not so much news, more regular conversation, but we'll figure out something. We haven't missed yet. We won't miss it's next kinda, Yeah, we did pass the two-year anniversary of PlayStation, of the PS5, and, you know. Yeah. We have launch day stories to talk about and yep. top five games on PS5 so far. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love yeah. my list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the song we're leaving you on. We talked about Dank and Rampa. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the wheel did not choose it, but we're gonna leave you on a Dank and Rampa song. This one's called Trigger Happy Havoc. Uh, at the beginning of all the Dank and Rampa games, they kind of have like a anime opening. Um, and this song has played in every one, and it's so good. This was your ringtone, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Good. Yeah, it was my ringtone after I had been digging around for one for a hot second. So after I nervously recommended this game to a guy, I kind of knew that like, you might <laughs> like it. It's really weird, but and they fucking loved it. it was yeah, a great, yeah. Great moment. Yeah. Uh, this is by Masafumi Takada. Nice. Um, it's a great song. Again, the whole soundtrack of that game is great. But um, yeah, that's it. We're done. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Yep, and uh, we'll be back next week with six more things. Bye. Gobble, gobble.